الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah We continue with the sisters class Reflections on important matters in light of the Qur'an and Sunnah. In this particular portion, we are dealing with ten traits of good character. Ten traits of good character. We have come to the next trait from these ten traits of good character. And it is, in fact, the second trait and that is as the Mu'allif, the Musannif, Rahimahullah, uh, Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, Al-Adab al-Thani min al-Adab al-Ashar min al-Adab al-Asharah wa huwa yata'allaq Adab al-Isti'than He said that the second trait from the ten traits the second characteristic the second act of good manners the second aspect of good manners from the ten aspects of good manners then verily it is linked to asking permission it is linked to seeking and asking permission Naam. the shaykh ta'ala what he intends by this and what he means by this, this is asking permission when one is going to enter into the home or the place of residence or an office or so on and so forth, as we'll come to see, inshallah ta'ala. Asking permission to enter. Naam, asking permission uh, to enter. So the Shaykh Ta'ala he mentions. He says, Fihi masail, that there are four affairs that are linked here. There are four issues that have to be discussed when speaking about the issue of asking for permission to enter. He says, When Mas'ala al the first of these masail, the first of these four affairs, these four issues, Fiqolihi is inside of the statement of the author where he mentions, that when you want to enter upon, when you want to enter upon someone, then you have to ask permission. You have to ask for permission. Naam. He says, Al-Mubayyin Mahal Al-Istidhan. Then we have to explain what is the circumstance or what is the place where you will have to ask for permission. What are those situations that require that you ask for permission? And where is that time or which is that time frame that you are required to ask for permission? And he mentions, he says, And this is when you want to enter. This is when you want to enter, when you want to go into or enter upon someone, then you will have to ask for their permission. فَمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَدْخُلَ قَدَّمَ إِسْتِئْذَانَهُ 
whoever wants to enter, then he has to begin that by seeking permission. In other words, the permission is sought before he enters. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, He doesn't leave it or delay it until he enters, meaning he doesn't walk into the room first and then ask for permission to enter. He doesn't enter into the house first and then ask for permission to enter. But rather, they ask for permission to enter prior to entering, prior to entry. Now, so the place of asking for entrance, the place where we will display and show these good, this good mannerism, then it is before we enter. Then this is, will be before we enter. And asking for permission, then you're asking for someone's permission. You're seeking their permission by way in which to enter upon them. And what it means to enter upon something or to enter upon, yani into something, then this will be entering into something that is customarily or ordinarily locked or something that is customarily or ordinarily closed, so on and so forth. As Sheikh is going to mention, he says, then it is as relates to that which is ordinarily closed, that which is ordinarily closed off, sectioned off, that which is ordinarily closed. Naam. For example, kadar, like a home, a person's home, their apartment, their house, their flat. This is something that customarily it is closed. It is not open just for the public to enter as they wish, when they wish, to the like. But rather it is closed. Well, maktab, and likewise an office. An office, naam, uh, it is customarily closed. It is not open just for public entry for someone to enter when they choose to, how they choose to, to the like. But rather, it's something that is customarily closed. Customarily, yani, there is a expectation of privacy as relates to a person's home and as relates to a person's office. And that which is similar to the two. Uh, and it is not yani you don't have to ask for permission to enter and those things that are customarily opened those things that are customarily open to the public they are customarily opened then you don't have to ask for permission to enter for example like a store like a store inside of the marketplace be it the grocery store, be it a store selling a commodity, whatever the case is. These stores are customarily open to the public to enter as they wish. So prior to entering into the likes of these establishments, then it is not customary, nor is it required that you ask for permission. Because here, the expectation of privacy is less. So meaning that here, it is understood that people will enter at their leisure without needing to ask due to the nature of the business and the like. Naam. And that which is uh, similar to it. So if it is a situation where a thing is customarily closed, then prior to entry, we have to ask for permission. An example of this will be a person's home. If we're at a person's home, 
then it is customary that this place is closed. The doors are locked. The door is closed. It is not for anyone just to walk in at their leisure, but rather they have to ask for permission. Likewise, a person's office, be it in a place of business and the like, then we have to ask for their permission before entry into their office, before entry into their office. And this is an extremely important uh, piece of mannerism. This is an extremely important trait from the traits of good character and from the traits of good behavior. This is from an extremely beneficial trait that we have to make sure that we ourselves are upon and that we are also educating our children as, as relates to it because good manners is of extreme importance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his noble book he says يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَدْخُلُوا بُيُوتًا غَيْرَ بُيُوتِكُمْ O you who believe, do not enter into homes that are not your homes. Don't enter into houses that are not your houses. حَتَّى تَسْتَأْنِسُوا وَتُسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهَا Until you ask for permission to enter. Once you have been granted permission to enter, then give salams to the occupants of the home. Once you enter, then you give salams to occupants of the home. Naam, this is from the mannerisms of the deen of al-Islam. Before you enter into a person's home, you ask for permission. As you are entering into their home or prior to entering into their home, you say, Bismillah. You enter into their home and then you, you give salam to the occupants of the home. So you say into the occupants of the home, meaning in a case where they are Muslims, As-salamu alaykum. Naam, you, you greet everyone with the salams to everyone inside of the home. Uh, and that they are not Muslims, then you greet the people in the home with whatever greeting is customary uh, amongst said people or those particular people. Naam, that makes sense. But, so the first of the affair is when... Do we ask for this permission? And as explained, we ask for this permission when we enter, or excuse me, prior to entering into the home. So before entry, we ask for permission to enter. Naam. The second affair that is linked to this affair is, where do we stand? Where do we stand? Naam. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, He said, standing at the right of the door, to the right of the door, or to the left of the door, right? So where do we stand, okay? We, we have come to the door, let's say, in this case, for to a person's house, right? We have come to their house. We've knocked on the door, or we have rang the buzzer. Now, where do we stand? Do we stand dead center in the middle of the doorway? The sheikh, he mentions, he says, no, but we stand either to the right or to the left, we stand to its right or we stand to its left. Now, this is where we are to stand. And there is a wisdom in this, right? There's a wisdom in this as a sheikh is going to explain. He says, either that if the person who's seeking entry wants to enter, then they have to ask for permission. And while they're in the process of asking for permission, or waiting for the answer, right? Then they are to stand to the left or the right of the door, to the to the to the right of the door or to the left of the door. Naam Walam Yaqif Walam Yaqif Jahatan and they do not stand directly in front of the door facing the door. Naam facing the door, red right 
in the in the center of the door, meaning that they do not stand in such a manner that if the door were to begin to be opened, a person can look straight inside of a person's house. Naam. So you don't stand in such a manner. And this is why I said either to the right or to the left, depending upon where the hinge is on the door. But you stand in the place where if the door were to open, you're not looking and peering directly into a person's house. Naam. And this is because when the doors are closed and you have that expectation of privacy, you have that expectation of privacy. So you want to respect a person's privacy, even when seeking entry into a person's home. Now, even when seeking entry into a person's office, and even if they are granting you that entry and are opening the door for you to enter, you still want to have a respect for their privacy. Now, uh, the Sheikh Yazarani says, Because the whole purpose of asking for permission is to preserve people's privacy and not to infringe upon it. That's the whole purpose. So that what? So that you do not barge in upon people and see what you are not supposed to see. So you do not barge in upon people and you find them in situations that you're not supposed to see them in. You want to maintain and to respect their privacy. So therefore, even at this time, then you will stand either to the right or to the left, depending upon where the hinges are, depending upon if the door were to crack open, what will be the first thing exposed so that what so that you don't mistakenly see something that you weren't supposed to see. For example, uh, the women of the house who may be walking by at that particular time or so on and so forth, who are uncovered because they're home. You're not supposed to see them. You're not supposed to see them. Ma'am, so as a man, uh, you're not supposed to see them. So therefore, you yani, stand in such a way where you won't get this uh, yani, unfortunate glance. Ma'am, where you won't get this unfortunate glance. Ma'am, وَتَحَقُّقُهُ يَكُونُ بِمُبَاعَدَةِ الْبَابِ And the way in which that you accomplish this, then this will be by standing away from the door. Standing away from the door so that when the door opens, you're not immediately within eyeshot of what is inside of the of what is inside of the the house so that therefore nothing that should that uh, that should be hidden will be thus exposed to you you will not see the aura of anyone who you are not supposed to look upon and see the aura yani so on and so forth now this too is of extreme importance and this is a very important trait and characteristic that we have to implore and this is from good manners and unfortunately these manners, um, they're, they may not, may be not normal uh, as they used to be in times of, of past. Uh, these, 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 these manners now, they may be um, odd in certain places and certain circumstances. But it is incumbent that we remind people of the good manners by showing them good manners. That we remind people of good manners by showing them good manners. Because it is quite possible that if a person were to stand, were to seek entry into a person's home, and then they were to stand away from the opening of the door so as such that the person may have to open a little more and look out to see them standing on the opposite side of where the opening is they may ask why are you standing over there why are you standing over there now and this will be a good opportunity for us to explain to them um, that islam we are taught as muslims to have respect for people's privacy and not to yani, infringe upon their privacy um, so for this reason we stand at a, at a at a place 
so that when the door begins to open, we are not able to see directly inside of the house, but we stand at a place that where whoever is opening the door will have ample time to, one, see us, and ample time to open up the full of the door, knowing that the people of the house are comfortable with the door being open because they know about it, and so on and so forth. They are covered. They are Oh, yeah, you know, in different rooms, so on and so forth. Now, I'm maintaining and respecting their privacy. Now, I'm maintaining and respecting their privacy. These manners are extremely important. Muslims, Muslims, we are called to have the most outstanding and the most excellent of manners at all times. At all times, in times of ease, in times of difficulty, at all times, we are supposed to have the most outstanding manners. Now, that makes sense. The third issue is that if you are given permission to enter, then you, you walk in. So now this issue is what constitutes permission? What constitutes permission to walk into a person's house or to their office and the like? The Sheikh, he mentions, he says, well, love and the articulation, naam, the 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 words that may be used to indicate to you that it is okay for you to enter may be something like udkhul, enter or tafaddal, come on, naam, come on in, right? Enter or come on in, proceed, and the like. That these words may be used. And the Shaykh, he says, And that which is inside of their meaning. So whatever bears their meaning, right, from those articulations that are clear, then these are the articulations that we are looking out to hear to see whether or not we have been granted and allotted permission and to enter into a person's home or to a person's office, so on and so forth. So it is not that we yani, uh, knock at the door, that we ring the doorbell, right, and then when we hear some moving around, we say, okay, they're home, they know I'm here. Then we walk in and then, no, no, but you wait. You wait until they tell you, okay, it's okay to, to come in or, you know, come on in, proceed, welcome, so on and so forth. Whatever statement from the statements by way in which we know 100% that they are granting us permission and entry into their residence. Now, this is of extreme importance. Out of what? All in the manner of preserving the privacy. So once they have given us permission to enter, to enter by saying, come in, by saying, udkhul, enter, by saying, tafaddal, uh, come on in, naam, by saying the likes of, come, huh, and the like, then this is a, a sign for us, okay, now we can enter. Now we can enter into, yani, the, the residence. Or if a person says to us, ta'al, naam, there are many different articulations a person can say. You could say, ta'al, you know, and the like. Um, however, the case is, whatever is known amongst the culture as those statements and those phrases by way in which a person utilizes them to grant entry into a private setting, be it a home, an office, or its like, then we wait to hear these specific phrases before we enter. And if we don't hear these phrases, right, because no one comes to the door, no one greets us, then we turn around and we walk away. Then we turn around and we walk away. So now there comes the issue. So now there comes the issue. If no one greets us, if no one answers the door, when do we walk away? 
Do we ring the doorbell once or ring the buzzer once? Do we knock one time and then if we don't hear anything, we, we go away? Or do we knock 10 times? If we don't hear anything, do we go away? 20 times? If we don't hear anything, we go away? And so on and so forth. Damn, this is very important. And it shows you, Yanni, the precision of the legislation of the deen of al-Islam. Is that even when it comes down to the adept of knocking at a door, seeking entry into a person's home, we have guidance from the book and the sunnah. We have guidance from the revelation. Wallahi alhamd. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. How many times do we knock? How long are we to wait? There comes a, a hadith. It comes inside of Sahih al-Bukhari. And it's from the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudari. Uh, Abu Sa'id al-Khudari. He said, He said, I was in a majlis, I was in a sitting from the sittings of the Ansar. So I was I was sitting with the Ansar. Naam, he was sitting with the Ansar. Abu Musa. When Abu Musa came, Naam, Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhu. Naam. Abu Musa, he came in and it was, it, yani he came and it was apparent on him signs of fear, right? He had signs of fear on him. So the Ansar, they were sitting, they were sitting and Abu Sa'id, he was, he was, he was, he was sitting, you know, as we will say, he was um, enjoying the company of his brothers, Naam, from the Ansar. So he was sitting with the brothers from the Ansar. And then Abu Musa, he came upon the gathering and he had signs of fear upon him. He was he was shaken, he was scared, right? Faqal and he said Umar He said, I sought permission to enter into Umar's house. He's talking about Umar ibn Khattab, Radiallahu Ta'ala anhu. He said, I sought permission to enter into Umar's house three times. Naam, three times. And seeking permission, Naam, it can be by knocking Right, it, it, you know, uh, if there's a buzzer by the buzzer, whatever the case is, right? That this is what is meant by seeking permission. It doesn't necessarily mean that you audibly ask, yani, do I? Can I come in? Can I come in? Can I come in? No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But it can be by knocking upon the door. It can mean by ringing the buzzer, so on and so forth. This is how permission is sought. Now, so it's not necessarily uh, a, a a statement, although it could be, but it's not necessarily a statement. Right. In any event, he said, I sought permission to enter to Umar's house yani, three times. But he didn't allow me. Right. He did not allow me. Meaning that what? He didn't answer. He didn't answer. It didn't mean that he told him, no, go away. Because as the, the author, he mentions that if, you, if, if you're told to go back, then go back. And meaning if the person answers the door and says, you know, it's not a good time, you know, come back later, right? They send you away with whatever statement of sending someone away that is well known, you know, um, be it rude or be it pleasant, right? Uh, you know, whether they tell you it's not a good time, could you come back later? Or they come to the door and say, let me get out of here, right? Whatever the case is, you didn't get permission, 
So if you don't get permission, then you leave. That's that's bila shaku bila raib. There's no argument about that. So what is meant here, he didn't grant me permission. It means that he didn't answer. He didn't answer, right? He, he knocked and he didn't answer the door, right? So he left. So he left. He said, uh, he said, he didn't give me permission for uh, a He said, so I left. I didn't, you know, he didn't answer the door. So I left. And but 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 he came to the door later, right? So after he saw it three times, he knocked three times, he left. So after he left, then Omar came to the door. Now once Omar came to the door and he asked, Who's at the door? And they told him it was Abu Musa. Now so he 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 had them get Abu Musa. So he went to Abu Musa and he spoke to him and he said, Oh he Yani, why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? You, you, you knocked and you left. Why, what happened? Why you left? What prevented you from staying there? Qultu. So Abu Musa, he said, He said, because I, I knocked three times. And you didn't answer, so I left. And the Prophet, he said, he said that if one of you asks for permission three times, seeks permission three times to enter to a person's home, and they don't grant you permission, meaning they don't answer within those three knocks or what have you, then then leave. Then leave. This is a hadith of the Prophet. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, Faqala, wallahi. He said, he said unto him, By Allah, لَتُقِيمَنَّ He said then, By Allah, Abu Musa, you better bring me some proof that, uh, that uh, of this hadith. You better bring me some proof this, this is a hadith. Naam. So, the reason, the ulama they mentioned, the reason that Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he, yani, made Abu Musa go through this, it was a lesson. It wasn't that he didn't believe Abu Musa. He believed Abu Musa. If Abu Musa said that the Prophet وسلم, said such and such, then it was known the Prophet وسلم, said such and such. Naam? Because the Sahaba, all of them are trustworthy. All of them are truthful. All of them are trustworthy. Naam? So it wasn't that Umar didn't believe him. Is that Umar wanted to show the people the severity of quoting on the Prophet وسلم, to show them that this affair is in is, is, is tremendously important that when you quote on the Prophet وسلم, it has to be correct, it has to be accurate, and not to be lackadaisical as, as, as it comes to relating and accepting hadith. Teaching prior generation, uh, excuse me, teaching future generations of the Muslims, naam, teaching the future generation of the Muslims that you have to take the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, serious. And you have to make sure that this is in fact a statement of the Prophet وسلم, and to be very careful from narrating upon the Prophet وسلم, that which he did not say or accepting narrations on the Prophet وسلم, of that which are, should not be attributed to him because he وسلم, did not say them. Naam. So this is why he made him go through this extra step. Not that he didn't believe him, but he wanted to show the Muslims the importance of verifying a hadith. 
the importance of verifying that yes this is in fact and indeed truly what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said now um, which is a uh, extremely important extremely important uh, lesson for each and every one of us that we take this affair extremely serious and that we narrate that which we know was from the statements of the Prophet and if we do not know that this hadith is authentic, I'm talking about for us, then we don't narrate it. We don't narrate it, period. Now, we don't attribute it to the Prophet We don't share it, we don't like it, we don't retweet it, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. Until we unless we know, yes, this is an authentic hadith, then we share it. He told him, he said, he told him, he said, by Allah, we will ask Abu Musa to bring witnesses for it. He got, you're going to have to bring some witnesses, right? You're going to have to prove, right? Why? Showing the importance of verifying yani, hadith. So therefore, Abu Musa, he went to, he went to the Ansar and he was, he was scared. He was shaken up because we know Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. We know Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was no joke, right? He took the yani very serious. All the Sahaba took the deen serious, but you know Umar was Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So Abu Musa radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he went to the Ansar and he said, Aminkum ahadun sami'ahu min al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Is there anyone from you who have also heard this statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? فَقَالَ Ubay ibn Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala anhu يعني he said, Wallahi, la yaqumu ma'aka illa asgharu al-qawm. He said, Wallah, there's no one that's going to stand with you except, yani, the, the youngest of the people. Right? Right? <laughs> so he told him that uh, basically, we're going to send somebody with you to help you out. But this affair is so well known that really, we, we're not going to waste our time and, 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 and being witness for you. We're gonna send one of the small lads with you, you know, to uh, you know, to be a witness, right? Because it was it was well known amongst uh, that 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 majlis, that circle, those sahaba that were there was well known to them. However, um, this was a narration, uh, the ulama they say that perhaps had not reached Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So this was a narration that he was unaware of, right? But um, this because he was unaware of it didn't mean others didn't know about it. So there were others from the Sahaba who they knew about it. Naam. And like this, you'll find yani, many situations like this where the Sahaba, they would teach each other. They would yani, inform each other of statements of the Prophet wasallam that perhaps yani, they were around when the Prophet wasallam said it and the, and the other Sahabi, they, he, was, he, was, he wasn't there. He wasn't there that time. So he didn't hear it. Right? He didn't hear it. So they will tell him later. So uh, يعني, uh نعم, he he said to him Ka'ab, he said then we're gonna send the smallest from amongst us and he'll go with you يعني, uh, so Abu Sa'id he said at that time I was the youngest I was the youngest of them now, the, the narrator of the hadith, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, he said, I was the youngest of the people in the present in the majlis at that time. I was the youngest one from them. He said, so I went with Abu Musa. Now, he said, so I went with Abu Musa. فَقُمْتُ مَعَهُ 
يعني so I went with him and فأخبرت عمر أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ذلك he said so I went with him and I informed عمر that yes the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم this is what he said this is what he said نعم so this is where we know how many times do we knock how many times do we ring the buzzer نعم how many times is it it is three times نعم that we ring the buzzer or knock upon the door three times and then if no one comes to the door um you know with, with within that duration of time then we go back then we go back and we leave okay now some of the ulama they have mentioned they said okay if yani i knock one time how long should i wait before i knock again if I knock once or ring the ring the buzzer once, how long should I wait before I ring it again? Right, and there is, yeah, it it, it is uh, what is customary generally. What is customary, but some of the ulama they have offered um, advice as relates to this, right? Because perhaps you're going to the home of a man who you know is righteous, right? A man who you know is righteous, so it is quite possible that. When you reach the home, the man or the occupants of the home are praying their sunnah prayers. They're praying sunnah prayers. They're praying, right? Um, and the average duration of such is what? It's two raka'at. Naam? It's two raka'at. Raka'atan. So the man they said, so you should wait approximately the time it will take to make two Units of prayer between each knock so that if a person was praying, you give them time to finish the prayer and then come to see who was at the door. Right. And this is just an advice that some of the, the scholars, um, they have mentioned. In any event, you want to give some time between the knocks. You don't want to come or between ringing the bell. You don't want to come and just do 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 ring it a million times, you know, and that's one. Two. No, no, no. You want to give it some time. And you, know, you don't want to cause any disturbance. You don't want to disturb anyone. And which is also from the habits and the, the traits and characteristics of the Muslims. Is that we do not cause disturbances. Muslims, we do not cause disturbances. Nor are we to be the cause of disturbing someone. Now, I'm in, 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 um, in, in, in uh, frightening them. Now, we shouldn't ring the doorbell in such a way that it will scare the people inside the house. You shouldn't ring the buzzer in such a way that it will scare the people inside the house, you shouldn't knock upon the door in such a way that will startle and frighten those who are in the house. You know, everything we do, it has to be, yani, taking other people's, you know, uh, uh, feelings and other people's situations into consideration, right? So that we don't cause any unnecessary harm. We don't cause any unnecessary, we don't startle anyone. We don't cause any disturbances to anyone. So even the manner that we knock on the door has to be in a manner that is good meaning it's not so light that can't nobody hear it and you're not banging on the door like you're there to serve a warrant and you're scaring everyone inside the house no um but keep this in mind this is what the ulama they mentioned as it relates to how long it should be between the knock or how long between uh, each ringing of the buzzer uh and that which is customary yani amongst amongst the people so you don't want to make it extremely long and you don't want to make it extremely short so that which is there in the middle. And the fourth and the final issue as relates to this, 
This is the issue. If they said to you, go away, then go away. If they said to you, go away, go away. This is also what? From the adab of the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says inside of his noble book, وَإِن قِيلَ لَكُمْ وَإِن قِيلَ لَكُمْ رُجِعُوا فَرُجِعُوا If it is said to you, go back, then go back. If it is said to you, if, if you're denied entry, نعم, إِذَا قِيلَ لَكُمْ رُجِعُوا فَرُجِعُوا If it is said to you, go back, not now, come back later. Or if it is said to you, go away, get out of here. You know, no, you're not getting in. Then leave. Then leave. نعم This is from the characteristics of the Muslims. Is that we don't force ourselves upon anyone. If you come to a person's home and you seek permission to enter and they deny you that permission, then go away. Don't stand there and argue. Don't stand there and say what you know this or that. Don't get mad and throw rocks at the door. Don't break the windows. Just leave. They said, no, you can't come in. Then you can't come in. Go away. It's not your home. It's not your home. You understand? And you have to have a respect for the people of the home. You have to have a respect for those who have authority inside of that house. That they tell you, no, you can't get in. Then you can't get in. Then you leave. Naam. And when you look at this, there's so many other aspects that this enters into. There's so many other aspects that this enters into. Whereas Muslims, we do not force ourselves upon people. Naam. We do not force yani, our will upon others. When we are in situations where we don't have the authority. See, we're not talking that if you have the authority. If you have the authority, that's, that's different. Then you have yani, you know, uh, tools at your disposal uh, that, you, you, that you will be lacking when you are lacking of authority. You see, when you're in authority, then that's, that's a different situation. You can do things in authority and from a position of strength that you can't do when you don't have the authority or from, or from a position of weakness. And it's important that Muslims are wise and they understand the likes of this and they always take others' feelings and situations into consideration. In any event, when one looks at these basic um, basic manners, right, they will see that they will translate into so many other things, that they will, yeah, any aspects of them will be expressed in so many other things, uh, um, that all of which no one would ever argue Except that they will say that this is from good manners, these are from good traits, this is a well-behaved individual. Naam, that if you're told, no, you cannot come in, then you don't go in. You don't try to fight, you don't try to argue, you don't try to stand there knocking, you don't stand there obstinately and say, well, I'm just going to stand here. You know, no, if, you, if, if you're denied entry, then go away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, and if... You are told to leave, leave. If you are told to leave, leave. Naam. Now that's whether you leave, the Shaykh mentions whether you leave, whether you leave and you feel okay with it, you know, no problem. Or whether you leave and you feel a way about it. Naam. Even if you feel a way about it, still leave. It's not your situation to, 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 to press the issue. It's not, it's not your prerogative, right? It's not, you don't have the right, as they say, to press the issue. And, we, and, and now, again, we're talking about someone's personal space. We're not talking about a public area. But we're talking about someone's personal space. Personal space. 
where someone would bonafidely have the right to tell you, you can't come in, get out of here. No, come back later or don't come back at all. They will have that right to tell you that. And then you have to respect that and you have to leave. Damn, you have to respect that and you have to leave. The Sheikh, he mentions, he says that if you are told to go away, then you go away. Why? Implementing the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And implementing the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if they tell you to leave, then you leave. Then if they tell you to leave, then you leave in obedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yani, uh, this, these things are, again, of extreme importance. These are extremely important manners that we have to implore. These are very important manners. So again, before entering into someone's private space, you have to ask for permission. If a door is closed, then that means you knock before entry. If a door is closed, if a door is closed in such a way in which it is closed and is understood by that, that the door was closed for privacy, then before entry, you have to knock. Before entry, you have to knock. So as to allot to whoever's behind that closed door, the privacy that they sought by closing the door and to open the door when the situation yani, uh, uh, is open and suitable for the door to be opened. Um, and we ask for permission before entry. Before we go in, we ask for permission. And we wait to hear a clear sign that has given us allowance to enter the likes of come on in, the likes of ta'al, tafaddal, tafaddal, so on and so forth. Now we wait to hear these clear signs. Come in, um, you know, the door is open, come on, so on and so forth. Then we wait to hear the likes of these expressions. And if we knock three times and the person does not answer, then we go away. And if we are told to go away, then we go away. And then the Shaykh Ta'ala, he moves on to the next uh, aspect of good character. But inshallah Ta'ala, we will save that until the next class. And we encourage all of the Muslims, we encourage all of the Muslims, strive to have good character. Strive to be well behaved and well mannered at all times. Strive to be well behaved and well mannered. Never let it be said about you as a Muslim, that that man or that woman has the worst of manners or the most nasty and rudest and worst of the people when it comes to manner-wise and the like, but rather be an example of good manners. Be an example of good manners and teach people what it is to have good manners by showing them. Now, in addition to, if given the opportunity, telling them. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا